Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the week three edition of the DFS Dreamer podcast. I am one of your hosts here, Wes Easley, at Loafing It on Twitter. And of course, I have with me my friend Pierre at Wee 31 on Twitter. He is the real knowledgeable guy. He is the real expert. I'm, I'm just the guy talking behind a microphone. How are you doing tonight, Pierre? <laughs> doing well, doing well. Can't believe it's, it's week three. Like we're, we're only a few weeks in, but it seems like it's going so fast. But I'm, I'm ready, locked and loaded. Uh, fresh off a trip to to Lambeau, uh, was there for Monday night. Uh, really good game there. So I know that's not your your style, being a Bears fan, but good trip. Uh, got to take in the the Packers and Lions, and looking forward to talking some DFS. Look, uh, the older I get, the more I just enjoy watching the game of football. My daughter, of course, always thinks I have to have a team. You know, I pull for the Bears. I, I like to root for the Bears. Uh, maybe I'd like to root against the Bears more times than not. Maybe I grumble <laughs> it more times than I'm not uh, under the Nagy era. But, uh, you know, my daughter's like, who you want to win this game? Who you want to win this game? And I'm like, I just want to watch good football. That's all I really want to watch. And she's going, well, I like Patrick Mahomes. I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think everybody likes Patrick Mahomes, but that uh, was fun. My wife birthday was Sunday, so it was a good trip up. Uh, they got the win. We got a little downpour uh, with the rain that, that hit late Monday night, but it was it was fun, good atmosphere. Uh, I love it up there. Even though I'm a Coats fan, I recommend any football fan to, to take in Lambeau once, so that's, that's definitely a bucket list item if you're a true NFL fan, I feel. Yeah, this guy right here doesn't like uh, Patrick Mahomes. Just, just to let you know. That. Uh, no, I, I appreciate what he does on the field. I just don't like my daughter's little crush on him. Hey, you are listening to DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network at FI Today with a little underscore over on Twitter. And make sure you check out that show. You can subscribe to that show and you can get all the other ones too. Uh, the Fantasy Magnet Podcast and also the Baby Bowl. I'll be doing an interesting Baby Bowl later on today uh, with we always uh, Rob Norton and I. At Norton0723 on Twitter, we always extend the invitation out to the winner of the Baby Bowl that week to come mm-hmm. onto the podcast with us. You know, that, that's what we do. Yeah, I can't get there. I've tried. I wasn't in it last year, but I had a couple rough weeks, so you might have it's- me on here soon if I can figure out the right lineup bill. <laughs> it's different. It's it's a different it's a it's a neat contest. This week, though, it's it's a little surprise for us. Yeah. The, yes, the winner, uh I th- what is M DAC or something? I can't remember the name. It's on my other notes that I don't have in front of me. But uh that person is is deaf. Oh. And we extended the invitation to the podcast, and I'm not quite sure how this is going to work exactly. But we're going to be recording. I'm going to be recording that one with Rob later on tonight. So be looking out for that DF uh, for that uh, Baby Bowl podcast coming up later. Pierre here on the DFS Dreamer. Though one of the things we like to do is we always like to target the games with the mm-hmm. highest point totals. You know, that's just something that you're supposed to do when you're playing DFS, right? And this is, is. right. It is. It is the one I, I targeted last week didn't work out, but every single other one. Worked out just fine, so that was that was how that worked. Yeah, well, that that was a weird game. So far, week two was a very weird game between injuries, just just some strange things that were going on. But this week, uh, one of the games at fifty five and a half points, Seattle versus Minnesota. Another one, Tampa Bay versus the Rams is sitting at fifty five and a half point total right now. Also, the Chargers and the Chiefs are sitting at fifty five. The Arizona Cardinals and the Jacksonville Jaguars are sitting at fifty two. I think that I think that's Arizona forty seven. Jacksonville five <laughs> and the Baltimore, De- 
Baltimore, Detroit is sitting up there around 50. And Pierre, I, I got to do this because this is for me, maybe even so more so than the listeners. Mm-hmm. I, I, the games that don't have high point totals, I, I got to start circling those games, right? Because you know how I am. Oh, look, he's cheap. Well, he's cheap for a reason, Wes. He's cheap for a reason. Don't go after the, the Jets and the Denver Broncos sitting at 41. The Saints and the Patriots at 42. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers way down there at 43 and a half themselves. So I got to cross those off any list that I have not going for any of those guys. That, that tends to be a, a strategy that that works for for a lot of folks. Um, the only issue that you could have, uh, I don't know if that'll be the case with any of these games, but sometimes some of the better value plays are in those lower those lower totals. Um, I know you mentioned Denver and the Jets. So like last week, for example, with with Judy out, you know, Corton Sutton was a, a pretty good play, you know, in that low to, to mid range that you can really take advantage of uh, the Jets Crowder has been missing. I know Braxton Berrios has been playing the slot and really doing well for the, the Jets. That's been a cheap price tag. So if you do exclude them, I would just make sure there's no value uh, that stands out that you may miss out on. Otherwise I agree. I think it's a pretty good strategy to kind of target those games where all the points are going to be scored and, and hope that you don't have a, a Cowboys charger situation like we had last week. You're not going to talk me into playing a bunch of those people. You're not, I'm not looking for Joe Flacco this week, Pierre. I'm not. Looking, all right, hey. If Wilson throws four more interceptions, the Jets <laughs> might be looking for him. You're right. All right. Let's look over here at the quarterbacks this week in some of these games, all right, in these point totals. I, I want to know, since your name is Pierre, at Wee 31 on Twitter, at Wee 31 on Twitter, and, mm-hmm. and Pierre to me always sounds French because – it is French, I believe. And we you got to tell, you got to, instead of yes or no, will they make it or not? How about a oui or a non? Okay. Okay. Oui or a non. I took three years of French, Pierre. I only made it through two, technically. So I had to repeat <laughs> one of them. But uh, oui or a non. All right. Kyle Murray uh, playing out outside of his mind right now. Just a little cheat code out there. At 8,300, for us to here at DFS Streamers, we like to go three times the value. So that means he's got to get in that 24, 25 point range. We oui or no, will he hit that? No, we, we, we for sure. I think I'll just keep it we because we, we, I know there's kids listening, but I, I like Kyler. I think he's been the, he's been the guy that we thought he was early last year. Uh, we kind of talked about that a bit last week, but he's, he's tearing it up and he was on pace last year to be the highest scoring, you know, fantasy quarterback ever. Uh, before that shoulder injury. And he's kind of picked up where he left off early last year, you know, 34 and a half, 38.1 against the Titans, against the Vikings. We know the the Jags aren't good. Uh, We've seen Tyrod Taylor, you know, torch them up. So I expect Kyler to for sure put up a big game again. You just got to hope the Jags keep it close to where he continues to have to, to throw and make plays himself. Yeah, and, and, you know, even if he doesn't throw, he'll still make plays himself. You know what I mean? They're just not real dedicated to the handoff there in Arizona. So that's why I think that he can get to that value myself. Patrick Mahomes sitting there at 8,200. We or no? Uh, we again. So they're, they're coming off a loss. I tend to like your your big top quarterbacks coming off a, a loss. They lost a, a tough one to the, the Ravens uh, there Sunday night. So I do like Mahomes. They're back home. Big matchup against the Chargers, as you mentioned earlier. You know, big 55-point total. Uh, 8,200 you know, not bad. You're looking at a little bit over 24, and, you know, so far 28, 36. Uh, Mahomes is Mahomes. I think your daughter's aware of that now <laughs> with Mahomes as well. But 30, 31 points is their team total. So I, I think he's probably one of the top plays on the board. And 
the decision that a lot of people are going to have to make that spins up is going to be whether it's going to be Kyler or it's going to be Mahomes when they come to that quarterback spot. My only concern is the Chargers are only letting up 10 points per game to quarterbacks. Uh, only one touchdown, one passing touchdown. I know they haven't run into Mahomes, but they did play uh, Dak last week, and he, they held him to, what, nine points or something like that? They did, but a part of that was also the efficiency they are getting on the ground. So you look at the big games uh, that came from Tony Pollard, you know, one of the backup running backs there, as well as Zeke. He had a, a decent game, a bounce-back game, which we kind of talked about them really getting him more involved. They didn't have to really pass. The game was was kind of low scoring, a lot of penalty flags, et cetera. Right. I feel like the the Chiefs can definitely get the the Chargers in a, a tougher position. Uh, Mahomes is obviously better than Dak. I feel uh, he's definitely better than you know the Fitzpatrick and Heineke uh, type of situation that the Chargers saw Week One. So I, I do like uh, Mahomes quite a bit. Again, coming off a loss, playing at home, played the Chargers. You know, last year Week Two got up thirty points. Uh, through for uh, 302 touchdowns. So uh, you can see the type, the same type of, of scenario, um, I believe, coming up this week. And I think it'll be more shootout just because the offense of, of Kansas City, uh, and they don't really have that running attack uh, that the, the Cowboys have. No, I think CEH is in a big doghouse right now, by the way. I th- he is in a huge. You see Kelsey after the game. When no, not one person will ever lose a game for us except this week. He did. <laughs> you know, that was, wow. Okay. He's, he's, we'll get to running back later. I got something to say on him this week as well. Lamar Jackson, he's at 7,800. That means he's got to get up in that 22, 23 point range for us. He's against the Detroit Lions, who have allowed six touchdown, uh, six passing touchdowns to their opponents. Uh, P- Pierre, we are no on Lamar. Uh, we are Lamar as well. So he's he's pretty much their offense. We we saw that against Kansas City. He's throwing the ball. He's running the ball. And uh, I got a live look at Detroit on Monday night, and they're not very good. On defense at all. So I expect the the Ravens to kind of control them. Uh, you saw Garoppolo had a big game against them week one. Uh, you see the, the the Packers obviously torched them. A lot of that was Aaron Jones. So you could see some running, but you look at Lamar, he is the running uh, on the Ravens as well. So he's definitely a we. All right. Minnesota Vikings are letting up 28 points per game to opposing quarterbacks. And this week they have Russell Wilson, who is sitting at 7,600. Is he a we or a no? I think he's a wee as well. I mean, you're you're looking again around that 21, 20, 24 range. He's been 27, 26. Minnesota's been getting beat through the air week over week. Again, early on in the seasons when Russ tends to cook, uh, you're looking at Minnesota where they're, they're you know they're going to be there. It's going to be inside. So I do expect uh, Russ and his receivers to to be a wee as well. All right. Now then, that you you did say something important there because it's not time to trade any of those Seahawks. But over the last two or three years, it's approaching that time to to start thinking about trading the Seahawks at some point. You know, in week six, and if you're in a redraft league or something like that, six, seven, I don't know what's what's halfway this year. Six in week six and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a longer season, but that that tends to happen. I think last last year you, you looked right around. But week eight, week nine uh, is when they really started uh, to fall off. I think going into week 10 against the Rams, uh, once that point kind of hit, uh, Russ didn't cook anymore. So take advantage of them while you can. Their prices are going to start going up. Uh, but this is a really good matchup against Minnesota. So I, I feel like he can still hit those uh, three times the value that we're looking for. 
Josh Allen, who has been somewhat of a fantasy disappointment so far this season. I think I can say that without uh, you know trying to injure anybody with my words there. But he's only <laughs> scored 18 DraftKings points last week and 18 DraftKings points against the Pittsburgh Steelers the week before. He's at 7K uh, for three times the value. He's got to get up to 21, Pierre. He hasn't done that yet. He hasn't. Um, I will say we, though, because I, I feel like an outbreak's coming uh, for Josh Allen, you look at his his two matchups. So Pittsburgh, I know I know Carr had a, a pretty big uh, game against him, but they have a pretty solid defense. Uh, the Dolphins um, have a pretty good defense as well, but he seems to be having some accuracy issues, uh, which was actually one of the main concerns for for Allen going into last year is that he really wasn't accurate, but he really seemed to dispel a lot of those rumors with Diggs. So we're Hoping they, they kind of turn it back around. I think they can. I know the, the Washington football team has a perceived uh, top defense as well, but they haven't looked great either. We just saw, you know, Daniel Jones uh, really give them some trouble uh, really on the ground. You know, they did that that read option with Saquon, and you can see Josh Allen doing a lot of similar things. So I do like Allen at that 7K to be a wee and kind of bounce back to get up in that 20 range finally this year. Boy, that's like playing little piggies with your with your with your you know little baby or something. You went with five wees there in a row, all the way home, <laughs> all the way home. All right, let's go to Tom Brady, and then we'll drop it all the way down to your guy Carson Wentz, who's a little bit banged up this week. But we're going to drop it all the way down. And I would like to play a little. Would you rather, Pierre? Okay. okay. So, would you rather have Carson Wentz this week at fifty seven hundred against the Tennessee Titans or Teddy Bridgewater? I think I gotta go Bridgewater. Uh, it's tough for me to say that, you know. I'm a, a big Wentz fan, but when you when you sprain both ankles, I know one was earlier in the game where I saw it and he seemed to be okay, but that that last one where Donald rolled over him, that's gonna be tough. I do like the Tennessee matchup, so if he plays, he could definitely get there. But you know, he didn't practice today. There's concerns on if he's even gonna play or not. Uh, so just from a safety perspective, I think you gotta go Bridgewater. Okay, would you play Wentz's backup at all? If uh, would, you know, are you going to build a stack around him if if he, Wentz can't go? No, I don't. I don't. I don't like what I've seen from Eason. I know in camp they he looked pretty good in camp, but when it comes to like the preseason games and even the short action where he threw the interception last week, he just he's young. You know, he didn't get any time last year as a rookie with uh, the whole COVID protocols. There was no preseason, so I, I feel like he still you know has a way to go on picking up pass protection and reading defenses. So I, I probably avoid him. I, I think they'll probably be run heavy regardless, uh, given the, the circumstances with Wentz or if Easton's in there. Uh, so I wouldn't roll out Easton. And, and again, we kind of spoke about this week one when Mac Jones was like 4,400. There's just too much upside at the quarterback position to, to kind of punt it and only look for a 15, 16 or so when your Kyler's Mahomes are getting 30 plus. Okay. If Bridgewater and Daniel Jones are both sitting at 5,800, would you rather have Bridgewater or Jones this week? Actually, Daniel Jones, so I, I've never been a fan of him, but he's he's opened up the season pretty well, and I watched a good, pretty much all of that Washington game. And as I stated, that read option, uh, that's a key because he can run. Uh, so he has that rushing upside. You saw nine for 95 in a touchdown last week. And, you know, Saquon's getting healthier. He's on the field more. And, and that play itself is going to be really dangerous if they keep that in the system. Whether I trust Jason Garrett to do that, I'm not sure, but <laughs> – Jones is really popping in projection, so uh, a lot of systems like him, uh, only 5,800. You're looking for, again, what, 15, 18. He's got 22 and 29 uh, back-to-back weeks, so he's looking more in that four to five times the value range, and that, that's definitely enticing, so I, I do like Daniel Jones quite a bit this week. 
and Atlanta is letting up 30 points to opposing quarterbacks. So that's uh, he's got a big upside this week. Daniel Jones or Derek Carr, Mr. 400-yard player every week. So Carr's like really surprised me. Uh, I always felt he was talented, but he's, you know, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, known for their defenses, and uh, he's torched them uh, yeah. back-to-back weeks. Uh, again, another defense that I feel is pretty good in Miami. So I'm going to stay off Carr. I'm going to stick with Daniel Jones. Uh, out of him and, and Carr, but I do respect the way Carr's played, and if he continues, great for him. Jones or Baker Mayfield against the Bears this week? I'm sticking with with Daniel Jones again. He's again one of the highest uh, points per per value that I have in regards mm-hmm. to projections. So Daniel Jones is probably going to go up. Uh, we can keep going, but he's probably going to be up to that cousin Stafford range before I take him out. Okay, so Jones over Tannehill, then Jones or Cousins against Seattle Seahawks at 6,300 for Kirk Cousins. So that's a tough one because I do like I like Kirk Cousins. I like his weapons. Uh, again, he's looked himself at, at 25 and 25. Uh, Jones's rushing upside is probably where I continue to lean Jones. Uh, <laughs> so I think I'm going to take Jones one more time uh, over Cousins, and uh, that's probably going to change with this next guy. Yeah, Matthew Stafford against the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense, but the secondary is just really banged up for Tampa Bay at this point, I think. So, Jones or Stafford? Yeah, I go Stafford here. Um, like you stated, the, the Tampa Bay secondary is really banged up. He He's really connecting with Cooper Cup, who had a monster week uh, last week. You, you expect him to get his other receivers involved, but like you stated, high total, 55 and a half right now. Uh, they're at home against the defending Super Bowl champs. You got to expect them to be pumped up. Uh, so I do like Stafford at 6,400. Stafford or Herbert? Woo, Herbert, 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 Herbert. Uh, again, high total. Uh, he's thrown for over 330 yards back-to-back games. Uh, some of those start turning into touchdowns. And if he kind of unleashes some of his own rushing upside, you know, you could see him up in that, that 30, 35 range of the Mahomes and Kyler. Uh, I like Herbert this week. I expect him to be trailing uh, to Kansas City, which is going to force him to throw. Uh, 6,500 feels too cheap, so I'll take Justin Herbert. You know, Herbert is one of those weird guys that that always disappoints me. And I'm not just talking about it in DFS, but whenever I look at his fantasy stats, I know he started <laughs> off with a huge bang. But since then, it's like he, he hovers around the 20-point mark or something. I, I don't know. I'm probably just looking at him in off weeks or something. i got to dive into that a little bit deeper. But Herbert seems to have disappointed me a little bit uh, throughout his career. Yeah, he, he's he's had some highs and lows, but I mean, you got to remember last year he's a rookie and he's just kind of thrown into it when you know the doctor injected Tyrod with the whatever he got in his lungs. So he, he came off well against Kansas City. That was his first start. You know, twenty six point two four points. He threw for three hundred yards then, uh, three eleven and a touchdown. He rushed for another one. Uh, if he can start to to loosen up a bit, um, again, new coaching system, but. I feel like he'll have to air it out in this game. He's already shown he can throw for over 300 uh, back-to-back against Washington and Dallas, so I expect that to be the same uh, in Kansas City. You know, something else I thought about, and Herbert has my mind going now, uh, is that these rookie quarterbacks from last year that were pretty successful, this year is the first time they're playing in front of crowds. Right yes. on the you know in the NFL and that that's a huge adjustment. I I thought about that last week because Cincinnati was one of those teams I was really on last week and one of the things I never factored in and and was Joe Burrow playing in front of the Chicago crowd. I didn't factor in the Chicago crowd in that you know the crowd noise and everything. And not only that, Pierre, mm-hmm. but 
it's it's been like two years removed from the time they played in front of something. You know what I mean? Like like a really in front of something since they were in college or whatever in raucous environments. That's that's got to be a shock value for them. And and so I look at somebody like Herbert going into Kansas City this year, and I'm going, ooh, that's that's a completely different environment than he's used to. I wonder how that'll affect him. It is, and, and you made a, a great point. You know, it's been a, a couple seasons and. They're called the 12th man for a reason. You know, the fans get rowdy and, you know, they're messing up with with play calls and checks and, you know, you're having to try to audible out, call timeouts, false starts, all the above. He kind of handled himself, I thought, pretty well against Washington. Again, I'm thinking that Washington had a top defense, so it looked pretty good. Or as he got home against Dallas and he kind of struggled a bit. Uh, Some of that was, you know, a couple poor throws. But, again, a lot of penalties uh, stopped him from having a, a big day. He had two touchdowns. Uh, caught back one I thought was egregious um, with Jared Cook in the fourth quarter where they, they called it legal formation and mm-hmm. the flag didn't come out until after the touchdown to where everybody thought it was taunting but uh, you're right with the fans are going to make a big difference the, the Chiefs have some rowdy ones um, there's been plenty of Coats fans when we went up there with luck uh, they just talk about how nasty the, some of the Chiefs fans are which you wouldn't necessarily, necessarily expect in the Midwest <laughs> in Kansas City but uh, they're they're nasty up there so It'll be tough, but I, I think he'll be just fine. I, I do like Herbert still. All right, Herbert or somebody who's seen a crowd or two in his career, Tom Brady. So Brady's tore it up. He tore it up. He was probably the, the highest, I think, in the projection model uh, last week, and it showed with his five touchdowns. But I think I'm going to stick with Herbert here. Oh, boy. It's, it's tough just because, you know, Brady's Brady, but the Rams, they have a really good defense. They obviously got Aaron Donald up front. You got Ramsey um, being a, a big top cornerback. I can't remember the other corner off the top of my head right now, but he's been really good. So they can kind of take away, you know, two of those receivers, I feel. And, and Evans, you know, got one. And then there's not even a guarantee that Antonio Brown's going to play uh, within the actual COVID protocols that he's in currently. So that leaves really Gronk uh, as, a, as another odd man out. I think Brady will be fine. I think he'll still score points, but I don't know if he'll have those big 30-point games that you're, you're looking for with that Rams defense, especially given that he doesn't have any rushing upset. Yeah, and, and plus Tom Brady's out there in Los Angeles right now making another uh, Subway commercial or something that he's making, <laughs> so he's probably a little bit distracted. Which, by the way, is, is my, the, the best commercial out there right now as far as I'm concerned, that Tom Brady Subway commercial. Oh, yeah, like not it. eating bread. So, I mean, if he's not distracted by his wife, I think Subway will be okay. So easy he'll be now. fine. Easy, big fella. All right, hey, uh, the next little <laughs> stat here uh, or, or tier we got, Ben Ben Roethlisberger at 5,700 all the way down to Matt Ryan at 5,400, okay? So it's not quite a big tier, but just a little bit. Just just tell me your favorite out of that tier, if you have one. Uh, I don't really have one. I, I'd probably okay. go Ryan if I had to pick. I, I think that he'll be able to put up some points. Uh, against the Giants, we just saw Heineke have a pretty good game against the Giants. He does have, you know, Ridley, Pitts, guys to throw it to. Uh, he did have a decent game against Tampa when he went up against a poor secondary. Uh, so I think Matt Ryan would probably be the guy if I had to pick one there. Justin Fields, Pierre. There it is. It's I time. was waiting. I was it's waiting. Time. It's time. All right, so uh, here, here we go. Justin Fields going against the Cleveland Browns. The second highest fantasy totals is what the Cleveland Browns give up to the quarterback at 30 points per game. They've already given up two rushing touchdowns to the opposing quarterback, Pierre. Uh, five mm-hmm. passing touchdowns. Look, I, I don't know how this is going to end up happening and playing out for Justin Fields. <laughs> I, 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 
I, the Cleveland Browns have a really good rush defense, and I think that they're mm-hmm. going to say, okay, Fields, you're going to have to beat us. And I don't know that he can. Once again, on the road in front of Cleveland, that's going to be a huge wake-up call for some of these young quarterbacks. Uh, at 5,200, he only has to get up to 15. And that's easy to do, a rushing mm-hmm. touchdown or two. I, I like Justin Fields this week. I like him because of his price. So 5,200 is really good price uh, for Fields. A little concerned how he looked in limited time last week against Cincinnati. Uh, I know he didn't play much. Uh, Dalton obviously started that game. Dalton looked pretty pretty decent, actually, and Fields just didn't really get going. Like I thought he would, he went, what, 6 for 13, which is about 46%, uh, 60 yards through the, the interception that kind of got Cincy back in the game. His rushing upside, like you mentioned, is going to be a, a big part of that value. He had 10 attempts for 31 yards. You know Cleveland's going to be bringing the house, trying to put pressure on him. Dog Pound's going to be barking, so he's going to have to use his legs. Uh, if he does and, and kind of uses it like a, a Jalen Hurts uses his legs, he could definitely take advantage. Uh, but I just would caution. I know it's exciting. I know everyone's been waiting for this moment in Chicago. Fields is definitely, you know, the the franchise, the future. Don't don't know if I like the matchup to start on the road going up against the Browns, but he, he's in play for his price set. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I got to put him in something. Okay, I'm gonna, I, but I may end up playing him naked. I like you like to say, and that does not mean anything. Okay, hey, another guy I like at 5200 here also is Jared Goff. Baltimore is also letting up 30 points per game uh, through the through to the opposing quarterbacks. They've given up five passing touchdowns, and if anything, that's the one thing we've seen Jared Goff be able to do is to get the ball in the end zone. And I don't want to even just say just at garbage time. He does just enough to keep the games a little bit close. Well, and what I noticed, their offensive line is really pretty good. Um, they've held up. I know they got the the rookie, Penny Sewell. He hasn't given up a sack yet this year. Uh, I know that I was concerned in that 49er game, you know, with the Bosa's, you know, coming after him. They kind of held their own. Uh, and for the, at least the first half, like Green Bay couldn't, couldn't sniff him. They couldn't get near him at all. He doesn't really have the the weapons, I don't feel, to, to take advantage of that. Uh, he, he's really got, you know, Hawkinson and the running backs, and then he's hoping that, you know, uh, Quintez Cephas or St. Brown or someone can can help him out at the right receiver. But just the time that he had to throw, if, if that continues, uh, Baltimore's really a, an all-out, you know, blitz type of person. That's something that they did with the, with the Raiders. Um, and, and it took Carr a whole half to kind of adjust and, and start to pick his spots there and get rid of the ball quickly. If that's the same case, you know, you can see golf doing the, the same thing. If he has the time to throw like he's had the first two games, then he may be able to kind of pick apart uh, the Ravens defense to some extent and start to add up those fantasy points. Yeah, I'm really liking a golf Cephas and Hawkinson stack. That's what I'm I'm really liking that because I I know I can run it back on the other side with Baltimore. Listen to me talk here. I <laughs> You're getting there. DFS You're getting there. Hey, tell me if you you see anybody else on the board that you like. Uh, not not really. I mean, <laughs> if you need to save, you know, you got the two rookies, but I, I wouldn't play them personally now. All right, let's move on to the, our wide receiver position. Okay, let's go over there, and we'll start out, of course, with Tyreek Hill at 8,400. Let's just play a little will he or won't he, and we gotta, we, we're playing a lot of good quarterback games right there, so will he or won't he, and we'll have to fly through these a little bit. We'll go all the way down to Ridley at 7,000. All right, Tyreek Hill, 8,400. Will he or won't he hit that three times the value? I'm going to say won't. Uh, he can, but I'm going to say won't. 
That, that is a lot of value. I mean, you got to get him to 26. I said a lot of opposite value. You got to get him to Clearly, he's capable of 40 like he did in week one, but I'm just going to kind of play it safe and say no there. You know, the Chargers are one of those teams, too. 22 points to opposing wide receivers, Pierre. That's mm-hmm. it. That That's Damn tough. Man. That's tough, cuz. Uh, that was part of the whole Cowboys thing. Like, Lamb kind of got off a bit, but they, they helped Cooper in, in check. So you can see the same. And a lot of folks are starting to, to double Tyreek Hill and just not letting them, let him beat him like the Ravens did. Hopkins, will he or won't he at 8,200? I, I think he will. Um, I'm concerned about the rib injury, but he, he started off hot <laughs> last week against Minnesota. I want to say like that four for 54 is like the first first drive or first two drives, and then he did nothing. Uh, but it is Jacksonville, so I do think he can he can get there. Uh, Stephon Diggs at seventy six hundred against the Washington Football Team. Yeah, I like Diggs this week. Yes. Uh, Lockett at seventy four hundred, who has surpassed DK Metcalf, who is sitting at seventy three hundred against the Minnesota Vikings. Both of them are facing them. Will either one of them pay off, or both of them? <sighs> I, I think I think I'm going to roll with Lockett until I get proved otherwise, because he's. Yep. He started off hot, so I'm going to say yes to lock it and still go no for, for DK, but that's going to switch here soon. So it might be the week to hop on DK and, and get off the locket train, uh, but I think I'll ride Lockett one more week. Yeah, the only thing, you know, DK Metcalf has never been, uh, and I, I hope he doesn't hear me say this. I know he listens to the program, but so <laughs> DK, we love you and we love your hair. But uh, one <laughs> of the things that I've always been told is that maybe DK Metcalf is not the greatest route runner. And with this <laughs> new offensive coordinator, I've heard that there's a lot of routes that have to be learned and a lot of route running that has to be learned. And maybe that's why TJ Lockett is uh, being the guy who is more targeted, averaging 32 DraftKings points per game. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, he's really he's really getting, you know, over the middle of Phil, which is kind of where do you for one attack the coats, which is why I was big on Cooper Cup because I just saw Lockett do it to him. Uh and then the same for the the Titans. He's kind of that middle of the field guy. And if he can get, you know, behind that secondary, he's he's usually open because right now a lot of teams are they're playing Metcalf on those big deep, deep routes. So they're they're taking that safety, you know, to help out that corner on Metcalf. So that's kind of leaving Lockett. Uh, one-on-one, you know, in the middle of the field. And it's really hard to guard him there. So if that continues and defenses continue to to kind of swag, sway that uh that safety over to DK, uh, then it's going to open up the field for Locke, and he's just going to continue to crush. Jefferson at 7,200 against those Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I like Jefferson, but no, they, they're spreading the ball around there in Minnesota between him and, you know, Thielen and even you know, KJ Osborne. <laughs> has gotten off to a really great start. So I'm just going to say no just because of the the three options plus Dalvin Cook. Will my Alabama guy Calvin Ridley do it against the New York Giants at 7K? Mm, It's just tough. It is. It's a lot. He hasn't done it yet. Uh, You're looking for about 21, but I feel like he's on the verge. I'm going to lean yes. Uh, I think he's on the verge. We just saw what what McLaurin did to the the Giants. So I I think I'm going to go yes for Ridley this week. All right, I'm gonna wait till he sees. I'm gonna wait till Calvin Ridley sees it. He's at six K something, you know, six eight, six nine. <laughs> then he's gonna get mad. Then he's gonna be able to. All right, uh, let's go on to this next tier. And Pierre, we're gonna take this from Terry McLaurin at sixty nine hundred all the way okay. down to A Rob at sixty two hundred. Okay. There's there's one guy. There's one guy that I love. Not like, not kind of like, 
there's one guy that I love in this tier. Do you hate anybody? Like, oh. like you made me hate people. Do you hate anybody? <laughs> is the question. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is not in this tier. Uh, <laughs> who is it that I love in this tier from Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, uh, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Mike Evans, and Allen Robinson? It has to be Cooper Cup. Yeah, it is. He's averaging 33 DraftKings points per game, man. And the Tampa, you know, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. I know they got that big secondary. I know they've got a really tough defense. I know they're the Super Bowl champs. But they are letting up the second most uh, highest point totals to wide receivers at 58. 58 point total is what they're giving up to each one of the teams. They've given up four touchdowns already this season. I don't see why that's going to change. But knowing me, the, liking Cooper Cup this week, it's going to probably be a Woods <laughs> week, you know? I'm, I'm thinking it is a Woods week, actually. But I, I, it's hard to ignore Cup and what he's doing and the connection that he has with Stafford. Uh, 10 targets, 11 targets. And, you know, he's looking, like you said, 26 and then 39 against Indy. It worries me because there's two weeks on tape now. So you have to expect teams to, to start trying to take him away, seeing what happened the first two weeks. Uh, so I expect that to happen with Tampa, whether they have the personnel to do so. Uh, it's left to be determined, uh, but I do like Cup as well. Still one of the, the, the best values. I feel he should probably be over 7K himself, uh, but I do lean towards it being a Woods week also. A.J. Brown or Julio Jones this week? Who would you rather have? Julio bounced back last week. Yeah, I'm going to go A.J. Brown. Uh, again, Julio, I feel, is more of a, a deep threat. And knowing the, the Colts, uh, they're that cover two defense, so it's more of those guys that can, you know, play in the middle of the field, which I feel like A.J. Brown's more of that than Julio. Uh, not saying he's great at it, but I would, I would lean A.J. Brown just given the, the type of coverage the Colts play. Do you like anybody else in here? We're getting so many duos now, like in the same little price range. You know what I mean? Keenan Allen is here at 6,600. Mike mm-hmm. Williams has jumped up to 6,400, and he's aver- actually averaging more points per game for DraftKings than Keenan Allen now. Mike Williams is at 22 points per game. He is. I, I like Keenan Allen better, though. Uh, I still feel like his his targets are safer. I know Williams has gotten them early as well, and he's really that, that big red zone uh, receiver. But Keenan Allen's just good at, you know, route running, finding the open spots in the field. Again, I said earlier, I feel like the Chargers are going to be behind, going to be forced to throw. And Keenan Allen at 6,600, pretty good price range. You're looking again around 18, 19 points. He's averaging right around that anyways. He's got 22, 17. He's averaging 19.9. So I, I do like Allen and prefer him over Mike Williams, who I know is averaging more. But I just... I'm not sure those targets are going to continue. I have to continue to see it. It could just be me knowing the the Mike Williams of old and, you know, thinking he's going to get hurt or something along those lines. So that could just be recency bias for myself. But I lean Keenan Allen over him personally. Okay. Uh, Mike, uh, do we, we, Mike Evans never performs well to me against good, great cornerbacks, however you want to mm-hmm. say it. And the Los Angeles Rams have some of those. And uh, a fantastic defense. Are we going to see Mike Evans reach his $6,300 value this week? I'm going to say no. So I know I was on him last week. We kind of mentioned he was the hot man out week one. So it'd probably be his time to eat week two, which it was. Uh, So I expect Ramsey to probably be on him. So I'm going to say no with Mike Evans. All right. And then we got McLaurin up here, 6,900 against the Buffalo defense. I doubt you like him. That's going to be 21 DraftKings points. Uh, I I know he had a big week. I just can't (laughs) see it happening this week. Yeah, they're probably going to shadow him with Tredavious White. So I'm going to say no. You got Heineke on the road. Uh, up in Buffalo, so that'll be a no for me also. Uh, Thielen uh, at Seattle, 6,700? 
I do like Thielen, but again, I, I just feel like that ball is going to be spread out quite a bit there in Minnesota. We don't, can't trust Deontay Johnson, who's a little bit banged up. Ben Roethlisberger's a little bit banged up. I know it's the Cincinnati Bengals, but I, I just can't. I can't get behind it, Pierre. If he's healthy, I'm behind it. Uh, the concern is that that questionable, and if he's healthy or not, he's got a knee. He didn't practice today, so that that's what you want to watch. But he's he's their target guy. You know, you're looking at 10 and 12 targets. That was the case last year as well. So if he plays, he's going to get the targets. He can pay that off. I just I'm concerned if he plays or not. Allen Robinson is still sitting at 6,200, just like he was last week, but he only saw four <laughs> targets last week, and now he's got to play against the Cleveland Browns with a rookie quarterback on the road, Pierre. He can't reach that value either, can he? He can, but I'm not sure if he will. I, I got to see the connection that, that him and Fields have first uh, before I, I jump into that. Again, on the road against a good Browns defense, it might be a week early for Allen Robinson week. Wide receiver is always a challenge to get through this thing quickly, but we're going to do it because pretty much just because everybody else has a red dot by their name. Okay. They're either questionable (laughs) COVID IR or questionable, you know, just all the way through there. So let's play like it, love it, or I like them, love them, or I'd rather not. All right. See, I didn't say, I I didn't say, Hey, (laughs) I appreciate you taking my feelings in consideration. (laughs) I'd rather not. Let's start at Godwin and we'll go all the way down to your guy Pittman at 5,500. Uh, (laughs) Chris Godwin, like him, love him, or rather not? I like him. I like him a lot. I feel like he'll probably be the beneficiary. Uh, this week, again, Antonio Brown and the COVID protocols. expect Mike Evans to be shadowed by Wright Ramsey is my expectation, even though they've kind of been moving him all over the field. So that may not happen, but he's getting the, the biggest target share out of the Bucks, uh receiver. So I do like Godwin. Juju at 6,000. Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not the term. I forgot the term, but I just heard Juju. It's no thanks. So I would Cortland, rather not. I'd rather not. Uh, Cortland Sutton at 6K. Probably not. He, he came up $800. I know he had the big week uh, last week, but keep in mind, it was Jacksonville. So I'm going to say rather not on Cortland Sutton this week. Sterling Shepard at 5,900, still under 6K for somebody putting up 22 DraftKings points. Yeah. Um, I think I love Shepard this week. Uh, again, I heard you. We talked about Daniel Jones earlier. I really like him, and I feel like Shepard's probably that that top receiver there uh, with the Giants over Galladay, uh, personally, just when you look at his targets, 9 and 10. Uh, big games, 27 and 17. Uh, you're looking around 18 right now, but you're looking at that Falcons secondary that we already talked about getting torched so far both times this season. So I do like and love, really, Shepard this week. Claypool, like him, love him, or rather not at 5,800? I'd rather not on Claypool. Uh, his targets went up to nine, uh, which is good to see, but he's more that big play type of guy. So it's those are just boomer busts. So he's he's a high ceiling, uh, but really low floor type of player. At 5,700, we've talked about him already. Do you like him, love him, or rather not, Robert Woods? Yeah, I love Robert Woods this week. I, I think that he'll, he'll, he'll be the squeaky wheel. Uh, you got Cup. Two big weeks. I feel like the the Bucks will try to take Cup away, whether they can or not. We'll probably determine this. But his his targets himself went up from from four to nine. I'm um, expecting him to, to continue to get targets. We're, we talked about the Bucks secondary. Uh, you're saving eleven hundred dollars to go down to Woods. Uh, so I do I do love Woods this week. Kenny Galladay, who I don't know if he's found his address in New York City yet or not, <laughs> but he is at fifty six hundred. I like him. Um, I don't know how I feel about the, the yelling, uh, the Daniel Jones against the, the Washington football team. Not sure he's good enough to, to yell at the quarterback just yet, but 
I expect another squeaky wheel. I expect them to try to get him involved, and he's he's getting solid target six and eight. Uh, so I do like Calladay this week. Yeah, it's it's a, it's going to happen for him there, one game or two games this year. I, I don't know, though. They're going to have to build on that. I, I don't know how they're going to be able to do that. They need to go out to a movie or a play or something just to build that rapport between <laughs> uh, Malcolm uh, Malcolm Brown here at $5,600. Uh, Marquise Brown, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and he, uh, who tore it up last week. Do you like him, love him, or rather not? Yeah, I like, I like Hollywood as well. Um, 19 and then 26. He actually finished last season strong uh, for the most part as well. So he, he's definitely turning into that receiver that the Ravens really need. Uh, the reason he's not in the love is I feel like they could really get out um, in front of, of Detroit and not really have to throw the ball. Uh, they prefer to run anyways, and they got like four running backs there now. Uh, so I like him, but I don't love him just because I expect them to be up big and, and not really have to throw late. Yeah, I don't know. I see it kind of going the opposite because Detroit likes to hang around a little bit. They've already given up, uh, what, six touchdowns, six passing touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks. So he's going to have to throw it to somebody. Uh, I do. I do. Lo- I love him this week. I must admit it. I must. I love him. Uh, Pittman Jr., your guy for Indianapolis. Do you like him, love him, or rather not this week at 5,500? I, I like him. If Wentz plays, if Wentz doesn't play, I'm. A, it's a rather not for pretty much that whole Colts offense, unfortunately. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I, but he's the receiver, it seems like, to to uh, be able to purchase if you are uh, playing DraftKings for any kind of reason going forward. Looks like Pittman's the guy this year. Yeah, it took him a week, uh, but he finally got there in what I thought was a tough matchup against the Rams. But he, he showed out, so it's good to see. I just hope our, our quarterback's healthy to be able to throw in the ball. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Pierre, uh, let's just alternate here. I'll let you choose one and I'll choose one. Uh, some players that you like from this point all the way down to the bottom of the barrel. All right. So from 5,500 down to the bottom, not sure if this is going to continue to last, but until it stopped, let's go Marvin Jones, 4,900. Uh, shows a really good rapport with Lawrence. Again, this is a high over under against uh, the Cardinals uh, there in Arizona. Well, not in Arizona, but against Arizona. Uh, he's at 4,900. He's had what, 18 and 17 uh, points back-to-back weeks. Uh, he seems like he's one of the target monsters there for Trevor Lawrence. So give me give me Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah, no, Shaughnessy is out too. He's on IR. 20 targets so far for Marvin Jones Jr. And I've and I read that report where in the preseason they were really connecting really well. So I, I like that too. I, I got to say K.J. Osborne is one of my favorite plays on the board at 3,500. Uh, 55 and a half point total. He's had, what, 14 and 20 points, DraftKings points, nine targets and six targets week one there against Arizona, nine targets against Cincinnati. Listen, I like K.J. Osborne. That is 3,500. That's going to pay off all day and all night. Yeah, I like him as well, and that's that's why I wasn't too big on Jefferson and Thielen. I think they'll get theirs, but he's in the mix. He's getting targets. He's cheaper, and that's a really cheap way to get a part of that high-scoring game, so I, I do like him also. Your turn. So this is a, a stretch to a bit, but staying in that cheap range, I like Van Jefferson at 3,400. Uh, again, we've mentioned the the Bucks secondary, and he, he actually had a, a snap count you know, go up. Uh, when it came to week two. So you looked at week one, he only played 69% of the snaps. He played 92% of the snaps against Indy last week. If that continues, you know, he's going to be on the field. I thought he was a talented receiver at Florida. Uh, so for 3,400, if he's playing 92% of the snaps, I do like uh, Van Jefferson. 
Okay, if you're going to stay cheap, I'll stay cheap, too, with my guy, Quintez Cephas, who I also deliver bread to out in the Hicks. Out in the oh, Hicks. there you go. <laughs> uh, I, hey, I like Cephas. He's got seven targets, six targets, two touchdowns, uh, two games in a row with touchdowns, 16 points and 12 DraftKings points. He's only 3,900 going against that Baltimore defense, and, and you know that they're going to have to pass the ball left and right. Just seems mm-hmm. like somebody that uh, golf is looking for right now, so I like Cephas. Agreed. He doesn't have many options other than Hawkinson and the running back, so... Cephas is technically their wide receiver one, I feel. I'm going to go up a little bit. Uh, I know you like the low range, but give me Tyler Boyd, 4,700. Uh, going up against Pittsburgh was going to be a, a tough matchup, but they've really kind of filtered things to the slot, which is where Tyler Boyd's going to be. Uh, you look at last week, you kind of saw Hunter Winfrow, you know, get seven or eight targets there for the Raiders. Uh, week one, you saw Cole Beasley get like 13 targets. And uh, that's by design. So the, the Steelers kind of filter uh, your passing targets to the inside where the slot is. That's going to be Tyler Boyd. So give me him for 4,700. I, you know, I, you know, I like the cheap stuff here. Hunter yes. Redfield at 4K. He, he's only got to get to 12 DraftKings points, and that's where he kind of hovers around. I know it's against the Miami Dolphins, and they may not have to pass a whole bunch, but it just seems like Hunter Renfro is a lock for 12 points. If, you gotta, if, you, if you're like going, okay, boy, I wish I could squeeze him in, Hunter Renfro, I think, is a good one for 4K. He could be. Again, you're going to want them to, to need to, to throw the ball because most of those targets are obviously going to Waller, but uh, he's starting to climb. He's went from 3,600 up to four four K. So pay attention to that. But he definitely could be in play. Hundred dollars less. Uh he I don't know if he's good yet, but uh McCool Hartman, uh being in that Chiefs offense, being on the field himself, he actually passed uh Demarcus Robinson uh when it comes to, to snaps on the field last week himself. So he was out there more than Demarcus Robinson, which technically puts him at that wide receiver too for the Chiefs playing seventy eight percent of the snaps. He's a he's a fast guy. If he can catch the ball, you know he's getting targets from Mahomes. Uh, he saw what eight targets last week. Uh, went five for fifty-five. If you add a touchdown to that, you know you're looking at that in sixteen, seventeen range, uh, which is really great for thirty-nine hundred. Again, fifty-five point total. Uh, I like I like I like Hartman uh, a bit at that price. I wouldn't go overboard with him, but I think he could boom if he can get in the end zone. I know what the Bears did last week to the Cincinnati Bengals, but I also know that the Bears are letting up 52 points to the wide receiving cores of the opposing team. And I do know that Landry is no longer on the Cleveland Browns, or at least he's on IR. I don't know if Odell Beckham's going to really be able to play or if he's just going to go out there and be a distraction. So I'm going to throw one name out there that we kind of talked about from week one, and that was Schwartz, mm-hmm. who got behind everybody 23 yards per target, I think, or 23 yards per catch. He had five targets that first week, and if they have to stretch that defense just a little bit to open up the the run game, I think Schwartz is going to be the guy that may be able to benefit from that. It's only 3,200. It's just a name I put out there for five targets that week one. He disappeared last week, but I, I kind of like him there. Yeah, he's a name to watch. I, I personally think Beckham's going to play. Uh, the only thing that concerns me was his, his snap count actually went down. Yeah. Uh, so it went from 53 to 49%, uh, whereas a couple guys went up for Rashard Higgins. He went from 7% to 70%. Uh, so Higgins there at 4,200 uh, could be in consideration. And then another guy that's on the field but just doesn't seem to really be getting the targets is uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones out of Michigan. Uh, he's another one to watch. He's at the, the men's salary of 3K. Again, Schwartz might be, you know, prefer uh, when it comes to the, the Baker Mayfield route tree. But you look at who's on the field, you want the opportunity. Uh, those two guys are on the field more than Schwartz currently. 
So if I wanted to pick one of these two players uh, for Arizona, the, uh, uh, either Moore or if I wanted to pick Kirk, they've kind of alternated weeks. I, I don't know which one to pick, Pierre. I know Moore is 5K, and I think uh, Kirk, I don't remember how much Kirk is, but uh, which one would you rather play this week? I take the $400 salary and play Rondell Moore. Uh, he just seems more explosive. Again, I really like him uh, coming out of Purdue. I was worried about the injuries. Uh, he saw 46% of the snaps, which was up from 29%. He obviously took advantage of that. So if that goes up you know, a little bit more, I feel like he can definitely uh, take advantage of the opportunity. He's also potentially going to be on those shorter routes that can burst, uh, whereas I feel like Kirk's more of those, those deeper type threats. So I, I prefer Rondell Moore and saving that $400. Rondell Moore leads the team in targets with 13 targets. So mm-hmm. that's just interesting that he leads the entire team, even with DeAndre Hopkins there, who, who's a little bit banged up. All right, Pierre, we're going to jump over here off the DFS Dreamer wide receiver list. We're going to go to uh, defenses real quick to try to save us some money so we can spend it uh, smartly or wisely in some other places. Unless, of course, you tell me that it's time to pay up for a defense this year. But I want to remind everybody this week, I want to remind everybody they are listening to DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You can follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. And Pierre, let me tell you, I don't know how often you go over there to that that Twitter handle, but I mean, I, I am loading it up with tons of great information, not only with football, but also with basketball that's coming up very soon. Hockey's even coming up pretty soon and uh, still got some major league baseball information on that Twitter handle. Let that fight today with a little underscore. Make sure you follow that. Don't forget to follow our guy Pierre at Wee 31 on Twitter. And I am at loafing it. And we do appreciate you listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for all the comments that you're leaving. Uh, we need to get to those comments sometime Pierre, because there's a couple of comments on there. Uh, I, I think if I read that right, <laughs> there's a couple of comments on there. You know, how I am mashing buttons, but especially on the iTunes app that always helps out the show over on defenses Pierre we always Mm -hmm. scroll to the bottom we start looking up from the bottom to see if there's some money saving teams that we can have here do you see anybody at the bottom that you really like as far as saving some money yeah there's two that I would probably consider down here Uh, the first is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals at 2100 Uh, you're looking at Roethlisberger for one he's injured he's got a little pectoral issue and he just hasn't looked the same uh, so when you're targeting defenses, you kind of want to target those teams that, that have to pass the ball. Uh, so that way you're, you're, you know, you're hoping for sacks, you're hoping for pick six, six, et cetera. And the Steelers, even though they have Najee Harris, are, are definitely a team that likes to pass the ball. Uh, five and six points against Minnesota, Chicago, uh, which isn't too bad for that 2,100. So I think I would start with them. Uh, the next one's going to be the Titans at 2,400, which pains me to say. Uh, but if Wentz doesn't play, uh, Jacob Eason might get picked apart. And the Titans, you know, you look, they don't really have that best of a defense, but he's not he's not good uh, so far. I feel like Easton could be good down the road, but right now I just don't feel he's he's a good player. Again, he's growing. I, I think he has the, the arm talent uh, to be a good quarterback, but there's a lot more than the arm talent uh, to be successful in the NFL. So if he gets his first start on the road within a division against the rivals of the Titans, I prefer them at, at 2,400. That makes a whole lot of sense. Somebody who stands out to me, who's been averaging almost nine nine DraftKings points per game, are the Arizona Cardinals against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know they're going to Jacksonville, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter to me where they're going. They could go play on the moon. I don't care where they're going <laughs> because I think the Cardinals will be able to get to that nine DraftKings points that we're looking for if we want to go up that high. Uh, and I think that that's one of those really safe plays. Yeah, they, they didn't quite get there against Minnesota. They only got the one, but... 
again, you're looking at Lawrence. He isn't Cousins. He didn't have the weapons Cousins has. Uh, maybe Chandler Jones can get those sacks up again. They got an older agent. Uh, J.J. Watt there, but uh, they're probably one of the top defenses given the the Jacksonville matchup, uh, the Urban Meyer play calling. So I, I feel like Arizona is in play at 3K for sure. Yeah, and as far as the other ones go, whenever I look at them, I, I think the Steelers, of course, after seeing how many times Burrow uh, turned the ball over last year at thir- or last week at 3,900, mm-hmm. maybe possibly could get that high. They just haven't played that well this year. So I, I'm not really looking to play them. It's just one of those people that, of course, jump out at me when I think about what uh, Burrow did last week. Yeah, you want to watch the the TJ Watt news. So he hurt his groin uh, last week against the Raiders. And if he's out, that, that takes a big part of their pass for us away. So pay attention to that. Uh, not to pick on your team, but I do think you, you may want to consider the Browns. Uh, they have a pretty good pass rush themselves. They got Clowney on one side, Miles Garrett, uh, good secondary. Uh, again, Justin Fields making his first start going into the dog pound. Uh, 3,200 is something to consider for the, the Browns. I, I feel like they, they may be able to, to to get some points off of Fields. Uh, hopefully he plays well for, for you and your Bears, but I think they're in consideration for sure. All right. Hey, let's go over to tight end. Uh, it seems like tight end is one of those easy to pick places because it's Travis Kelsey every week. If you can fit his salary into your lineup, he's at, <laughs> 80, he's at 8,200 this week. That means he's got to get up to 24 and he's done that every single week. So yeah, it's play Kelsey. If you can afford him. And so far uh, two weeks in, there's another guy right in that, in that ballpark. And that's TJ Hawkinson, uh, mm-hmm. 5,200. He's 25 and then 20. Again, I feel like he's really the truly wide receiver one there in Detroit. Uh, you mentioned the fact that you felt like they could maybe keep that game close against Baltimore. If they ought to do so, it's going to be Hawkinson. And if he's going to be Travis Kelsey light, uh, putting up 20 plus points himself for 5,200, I think he just playing again. Baltimore uh, has really struggled so far. Waller had a big game week one. You had Kelsey with the big game uh, last week, Sunday night. So Hawkinson is right in line uh, for another, being another top tight end. Uh, that's that's capable of blowing up against the Ravens. Yeah, and Baltimore lets up uh, the the highest amount of point totals. I I think that thirty one. Uh, that that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but he, they, they let up they let up a, a lot of points to the tight end position. I don't know why I had that thirty one. Maybe that's well, probably close. That's so probably, Waller got twenty nine and a half yeah. against them week one, and then Kelsey got twenty six point nine against them week two. So they're they're in that. They're not quite the thirty, but they're they're close. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, it says 31 on my little sheet, and I thought I was doing a very good job of taking notes this time here. So, yeah, so them Waller, as far as going to Miami, they may not have to pass the ball nearly as much this week as they have had in the past. Mm-hmm. Do you lean on Waller this week at 7,400? I think so. I mean, I, I kind of said that I didn't think that he would be able to do that against the Steelers, that they could kind of take him away. Uh, he may be able to get there against Miami. They're, they're 25th against the tight end. So you're looking at 7,400, maybe a discount off of Kelsey, uh, hoping for another you know week one type performance. But I do like Waller. Again, you're going to have to pay up for him, uh, but I do like him for sure. Gronk is at 5,500, Pierre. That means he's got to, he's, you know, he's got to get to that 17 point mark somewhere in that neighborhood for us. <laughs> he's done that each week, but like, yes. we, we kind of go, ah, he can't do it. No, no, not Gronk. What is he? And then he does it again. And then he does it again. <laughs> but will he be able to do it against the Rams? I'm going to say no, uh, which is going to mean he's going to do it again. But <laughs> I'm going to say no just because his targets, you know, kind of did come down. So he's due for some regression. You know, he went eight for eight, you know, eight targets, caught all eight week one, 
And then he only had five uh, targets against the Falcons, but he turned two of those five into touchdowns. So if he just has a normal day, I don't feel like he, he's going to get there. Uh, the concern is that the Rams have those corners that can kind of take away the receivers. And if Antonio Brown doesn't play, that could lean on Gronk. Uh, so he could definitely get there, but I'm just going to say no based off what I know right now. Okay, it's Hollywood, baby. That's where Gronk and, and Brady <laughs> likes to shine. Hey, the last guy out of this top tier that I like to look at here, Mark mm-hmm. Andrews, who seems like he's doing this DraftKings price at 5K on smoke and mirrors because he hasn't produced this year the way he has in the past. Detroit seems like a get-right game to me, yeah. possibly. Uh, is he going to be able to pay off that 5K? I think so. I think this will probably be the the week that he does well. Uh, again, I just saw Detroit kind of struggle a bit with with Robert Tunyon uh, there against uh, the Packers. He even got hurt, but he still caught all three of his targets, got in the end zone for 14. Are you looking for more about 15 with, with Andrews? But I feel like this will be a good week for him uh, against Detroit, and I think we both like the Ravens offense in general. There are three tight ends that I like in this next tier. Uh, sorry, that I love in this next tier. From okay. Kyle Pitts all the way down to Njoku at 3,500. Pitts is at 4,900. So tell me, Pierre, who are the three tight ends that I really love in this tier? It's going to be Kyle Pitts. Yes. No, Noah Fant. No. No? What? No, I don't. I, I, said, I said Noah Fant. Did you hear me? I did. I did hear you. I'm not okay. sure that they're going to have to pass the ball all that much. I do like Noah Fant, though. I mean, it is against the New York Jets uh, defense, which you're always going to love something like that, or you're going to really like that. And he always has a shot at it. Six targets last week against the Jaguars kind of took him out of the game. He got one touchdown, which really paid off there. That's 13 DraftKings points. But man, that Jet defense. I, I, I know it's the Jet defense, but I really hope that they don't let they don't let their quarterback Wilson throw it that many times to the opposing team this week. Yeah, I, I guess, but I mean, fans, fans, good. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's so at, at forty eight hundred though, so he's he's getting into that range where he's got to get to like fifteen points, DraftKings yeah. points, and and I just I don't know if he'll be able to do that this week. This might be a blowout, and I really look for the running backs to take hold of this game for Denver. So, I, I you know, I I see Fant having those injury concerns each and every year, and so this might be a bubble wrap game for him. Okay, it's possible. It's possible. So. We got Pitts. Who did I go down to? Who did you say we were going uh, down we're to? We're going all the way down to Njoku at 3,500. So I'm going to go with your favorite tight end. Uh, that's going to be Jared Cook. Yeah, I do like Jared Cook. A very high point total uh, this week with that Los Angeles Charger and Kansas City Chief game. He's only at 3,900, so he's got to get to 12. If he can mm-hmm. find the end zone, which he would have last week, we would have seen a much higher fantasy point total for him throughout the time. But I, I really like Cook. Uh, Kansas City's given up 16 points to opposing tight ends this, this year, so I like that. I hated it because it took me it took me out of the money. So I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty used to cashing in DraftKings. Uh, and I was there, like it scored. I saw an update, and I'm like, "All right, I'm in the green. We're good. I'm gonna make a profit." Then it got taken back, and it wah 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 back to the grade. <laughs> so I just missed, like, even in our uh, the contest that we do. I think I was fourth, top three cash, and I, I just missed that close. So that that touchdown, since I had him and Herbert, uh, really hurt me. So looking at this range, the other one, Tyler Higby. 
You are absolutely correct, Tyler Higby. I'm glad you said that. I I hope I hope you're like looking for value on the board and not going which one would Wes want? Boy, I got to find the worst <laughs> one on the now. Tyler Higby, uh, once again, 16 DraftKings points by the opposition for Tampa Bay. They're, that's what they're doing. They're letting it up, and and he's one of those guys, man, that can possibly get that. I, I, it scared me last week that he only had like what one target or something <laughs> last week. Well, you only need one target when Cooper Cup's just running up and down the field wide open, though, yeah. Yeah, and and you know it just might be one of those things where again they're going to take away that that uh, Cooper Cup, and so it's going to leave a Woods and a Higby thing. He did have those six targets in week one, which gives me some kind of hope, and almost twelve DraftKings points that week. And he's also played one hundred percent of snaps back to back weeks, so he's he's on the field every play. So that's what you want. You want the opportunity, and if you're not on the field, you don't have that opportunity. And he's on the field. Hey, <laughs> I, I got a question though. Out of Njoku Hooper. Uh, and and who's that other guy there? Who's the uh, uh, Harrison Bryant? Yeah, man, they all are like leading the team in targets. It, it's mm-hmm. crazy whenever you look at that. Bryant's got six, and Joku's got eight. Hooper's got eight, I believe. Uh, Chicago though only gives up seven points per game to tight ends, and I know that they don't have anybody else to throw it to. I just don't know that it's going to be to these tight ends either. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who's going to be to uh, there. That's the that's the issue, and is why we went through some of their. They're cheap receivers. Obviously, if Beckham's back and healthy, that may be the case. If you're going to take a, a shot on just one, I, I'd probably say pay the, the cheaper one. Uh, if it's going to be that much of a, a variance on who's going to get the targets, i just go down to Harrison Bryant, 2,800. Uh, he got four targets last week, caught all four for 49. Uh, again, you're only looking at, what, six, nine points or so for him to, mm-hmm. to pay that off. So he would be the one I would take a, a chance on just because he's cheap. Atlanta is giving up 22 points to opposing tight ends. You know, they face Gronk and, and people like that. Mm-hmm. If Evan Ingram ends up playing at 3,600, Pierre, I look at him also and I go, you know, that's a familiar face. Uh, Gall- mm-hmm. Galladay's not there taking away targets right now at this point either. And I could see Daniel Jones having a big game and trying to hook up with Evan Ingram coming back off the, the you know, the injury list. I agree. Uh, he has to prove that he's learned how to not drop the ball. But if that calf's healthy... Uh, this might be one of the, the cheaper prices that you see on Evan Ingram. So it's definitely something to monitor, make sure he plays. Uh, and if so, he can, he's in play. You know, again, you talked about the Falcons defense. Uh, he, he looked pretty good in the preseason from all I could see and all the reports I read. So it might be a chance to roll him out before everyone gets on him. Do you see anybody else as far as tight ends go that you really like in here or that you would consider playing this week? Uh, I'm still going to lean with, with your guy, uh, Cole Komet, there at, at uh, 3,200. I say that because rookie rookie quarterbacks tend to really lean uh, on their tight ends, especially you know the first couple games of their careers, just because they're the easier you know routes. They're they're across the middle, they're dump downs. Uh, you saw Shaughnessy in the kind of the week he had that first week with Lawrence. So I think that could be the case for for Cole Komet. Uh, the one target was obviously concerning last week, but it's a new week. Uh, going up against the Browns, I expect the, the Bears to probably be trailing, and I just expect him to kind of be that safety blanket uh, for Fields in addition to Allen Robinson. So I, I do like Komet at 3,200 to have a bounce-back game. What I was trying to think of, because this is one of my theories, is that whenever you have the backup quarterback, he's always mm-hmm. playing with the second team. So who's okay. he throwing it to on the second team that he's kind of grown a little love with, a little rapport with? And I went, oh, no. That means it's a Damier Bird week or a Brashard Perryman week for the Chicago I thought you were going to say 50-year-old Jimmy Graham. 
<laughs> well, no, I, Jimmy Graham ain't even playing practice. What are you talking about? Man? Jimmy Graham. But no, I, I understand what you're saying about commit. And I did want to say that too, but I, I don't, I don't know, man, Cleveland just got a pretty good defense. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going heavy at, at Cole commit this week. He, he, I played him everywhere last week. He really disappointed me. <laughs> That's when you want to get back on. If, if everyone's thinking the way you're thinking, he has a good game. He'll be low owned and you know, he's still at a pretty good price tag. Jack Doyle is tearing it up for the Indianapolis Colts. Once again, we have those concerns with Carson Wentz. And I'll say mm-hmm. this, Tennessee is giving up less than a point per game to opposing tight ends. So that may not be the, the correct play this week. Max Williams, he had a bunch of, what do you have, like 100 points last week for fantasy? Uh, <laughs> he's going against the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Do you, do you think Max Williams is in play? I wouldn't. Uh, the 7 for 94 was great, but I have to, I have to see it. That could have just been a fluke. Uh, could have just been a matchup, so no on Max Williams until I have further proof. Okay, let's go to the hardest one this week. I think running back was the hardest week. Pierre, this was this was terrible. I mean, it was <laughs> it was terrible this week. Whenever I was looking at it, because Derrick Henry, we know what he did last week, and it takes more than a twelfth oh, man. It takes more than a twelfth man to stop Derrick Henry. Okay, on uh-huh. defense, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, but he he had just he, just incredible stuff. He's at 8600 this week. Will he or won't he pay off three times that value? I'm going to say no. Uh, I like to get off of Henry when everybody gets on him. I expect everybody to be on him for that 50-point that burger that he had last week. Uh, I do expect the, the Coast defense to, to show up. They, they tend to play better against the Titans in Tennessee than they do at home. So I'm going to say no on Henry this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook has some injury concern. If he didn't have that injury concern, I'd be all over Dalvin Cook because Seattle's giving up 44 points to the running backs of the opposing team. And this week he's at 8,400. So I think he could reach there, but he's just, he's just a little bit hurt. Yeah. 44 is a little skewed by Henry, but you're, you're right. Like at 8,400, uh, you're, you're used to seeing Dalvin Cook in that 9k range. So if he's, if he's healthy, if you get news that he gets uh, to be a full participant, which he didn't participate uh, today because of his ankle. He did finish that game uh, after he tweaked his ankle, but keep an eye on that. If he does play, uh, as you stated, they're they're giving up a big game to, to Henry. Uh, Jonathan Taylor even had 17 points himself. Uh, Hines caught about seven balls against Seattle, so Dalvin Cook would definitely be in play if if he's healthy. I have to apologize to everybody who participates in the Fantasy Impact Today Network and subscribes to the program on iTunes and, and on Google Play and all that. <laughs> Because I, I, I ended up having a lot of shares of Alvin Kamara this year. And whenever I get Alvin Kamara on my fantasy teams, this is what he does. Okay. He just he does not he produces like he did last week. I am I am almost about to trade Alvin Kamara just because I want him to have a good year. I don't want to punish all the fantasy impact today listeners who heard that I was getting a lot of Alvin Kamara just because that was my draft position in a lot of leagues. Alvin Kamara this week is going against the New England Patriots. They are mm-hmm. on the road. Jameis Winston on the road. Uh, do you think that he can get to that $8,200 value? I'm, I'm going to lean no. Uh, he's a talented player. I just, I'm concerned with the, the Jameis situation. And it's just because Jameis is a different quarterback than, than Drew Brees. And I feel like Kamara was kind of really lifted, you know, in his production because Brees you know, really didn't have the arm to to throw it downfield. So it was a lot of dump off check downs to Kamara in the passing game. Uh, he's gotten six and four targets early on, which, you know, is pretty good. Uh, but I just don't know if he's getting the high quality targets uh, that he would have gotten with, with Breeze in there because Jameis does have a stronger armor. He's willing to to air it out. He can actually scramble a bit. 
um, versus kind of dumping it off like Breeze did. So that's my only concern is kind of how he mm-hmm. kind of pairs with, with, with Jameis right now. Yeah, I'm wondering if Kamara could play quarterback. I, I'm I'm wondering what Blake Bortles is Wildcat. doing at this point. Wildcat. Oh, don't don't wonder that. Don't, don't worry about Blake Bortles. <laughs> right, you're sure Blake Bortles is worried about Blake Bortles. I, I was looking at their like their quarterback room, and I was going Trevor Simeon. That ain't a bad option. They could do something with him, can't they? All right, hey, Nick Chubb. He'll look good last year at the end. So don't don't dog out Taysom like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Nick Chubb at 7600 this week, Pierre, going against those Chicago Bears. Can he get to three times his value? I'm going to say no. Um, again, the, the Bears defense looked better last week. And kind of like I spoke with the Texans, I didn't think he'd get there either just because of the the time that he would have to split with, with Hunt. And that was kind of the case. He got the 16. Uh, he got close. He got that 100-yard bonus. He came up five yards short. Uh, so I'm just going to continue to say no uh, with Chubb this week. The Kansas City Chiefs are letting up 32 DraftKings points to the opposing running backs. And Austin Eckler is visiting Kansas City this week. He's at 7,200. This looks like an Austin Eckler week to me, Pierre. I do like Eckler. Um, he finally got his targets, which we, we knew were coming. We knew that was an outlier in week one. Uh, he got nine uh, targets, caught all nine. He's going to be involved. Kansas City's one weakness is kind of with the, the running back situation. We saw Chubb have a really big game against them. Uh, then Lamar and, and Tyson Williams and those guys kind of ran up and down as well. Uh, a lot of a lot of teams lean on the running game to try to keep Mahomes off the field. So Eckler's going to be involved, and I do like him this week a lot. All right, Pierre, let's flip it around. Let's okay. you ask me from from Jonathan Taylor at sixty seven hundred down to Tyson Williams for the Baltimore Ravens. Why don't you play a little Would You Rather? But let me be on the receiving end of these. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we'll we'll start. You got you got Tyson there, fifty eight hundred. Would you rather play him or DeAndre Swift at fifty eight hundred? Well, I'm glad you asked, Pierre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the Detroit Lions are letting up 39 DraftKings points to opposing running backs. I know that's a crowded backfield, but Tyson Williams is the only one with fresh legs. I don't care. You know, Latavius Murray, he's got older legs and all that. I could see them getting to the end zone if Tyson Williams doesn't run it in from 50 yards out. Okay, that kid is young. He is springy. He is bouncy. He is explosive. I really like Tyson Williams this week at 5,800. I think he'll be able to get to those DraftKings points that we need to get him at three times the value. So I will take him over Swift, who seems to be in a crowded backfield. I think they're going to be playing from behind. So I, I know he gets those receptions, but man, he's he's not even the starter in Detroit. You know what I mean? So I, I'll take Tyson Williams. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I think it's more crowded in Baltimore, and I personally like Swift this week, but I, I like Tyson, so it's it's solid. So Tyson Williams, then, would you rather play him um, or Daryl Henderson Jr. at 5,900? <laughs> that is such a silly question, Pierre. <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but that was hilarious. I got to pick. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is just too tough. I'll take Tyson Williams. Okay, so Tyson or Antonio Gibson. Once uh, again, going it's going to Buffalo. Yeah, it's going against that Buffalo Bills defense. I don't think he'll be able to get to the points. I'll, I'll take Tyson. Yeah, I think many are kind of scared off by that McKissick as well. So let, let's do this. So I know it says uh, Cook's questionable. So let's say Cook's ruled out. Would you take Tyson Williams or Alexander Madison? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree is what the old saying is, right? Okay. 
But Mattson last year in a couple of games where he had an opportunity to really shine did not. I, I'm not going to take him against. I know I love the see. I know that I love that matchup. Dalvin Cook is one of those guys who's just going to be ornery back there, and I don't think Madison is going to be able to get the handles even if he has to. It's going to end up being a shootout. So I, I think that if, if if anything, Minnesota will have to play from behind, and they'll be passing it a lot to one of those three wide receivers that they have. So I'll, I'll still take Tyson Williams over Madison. Okay, so here's the here's the moment of truth. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think we I think we've reached that moment. Uh, Tyson Williams or Chicago Bear oh, David I, Montgomery. You know, you know, David's got my heart, man. David Montgomery <laughs> has my heart. I've asked for a, a poster of David Montgomery for Christmas coming up here pretty soon. But you know what? I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love that matchup against Detroit. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, uh, if, if anything, that's just going to be a really hard place to run. And I love I love David Montgomery. It wouldn't surprise me. But I like the value at 5,800 over the 6,100 for David Montgomery. So I'll take Tyson Williams. You hear that silence? Yeah, I did. Those are those are all your Bears fans just disappointed <laughs> in you right now. <laughs> all right, I'm not sure Jays is gonna play, so I'm gonna jump up. Let's go Tyson Williams or Joe uh, Mixon, 6300 going up uh, in there at, at, against the Steelers. Once again, like you said, that JJ, the, the Watt situation, it depends on that a little bit. But I, I, you know, Joe Mixon didn't do anything against the Bears defense. I put the Bears and the Pittsburgh defense kind of neck and neck right there. So I'm, I'm going to still say Tyson Williams. I like the value at fifty eight. He's holding on strong. He's like the the Price is Right, the little yodeling guy going up the mountain. I'm just waiting for him to fall off, and you just keep, you know, pushing the right prices. So Chris Carson, sixty four hundred. Uh, was my top play last week. Uh, he got two touchdowns, so it helped a bit. Uh, well, are you taking Carson or Tyson Williams? I, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and Carson did pay off with those two touchdowns. But man, if it wouldn't be for those suits, he only had 15 mm-hmm. DraftKings points. 15. <laughs> he fell in the end zone twice. Okay, <laughs> he's averaging 2.4 yards per carry so far. How can I pass that up? How, I'm taking Tyson Williams' value over the 6,400 6, for Chris Carson. He hasn't reached 18 yet. I don't think he'll reach 18 again. Okay, okay, this was going to be interesting because uh, this is one of the the fantasy darlings. Uh, there in the Big Apple, up to 84% of the snaps mm-hmm. uh, last week after 48. So the darling Tyson Williams or Saquon Barkley? <laughs> Saquon's had 10 days off, Pierre. 10 days off to rest up and heal. You ever get sick and then you get better and then you just feel like you can just conquer the world? I think that's Never. how Saquon Barkley is going to feel. The only problem is... He's going against that Atlanta. Atlanta. I, I like him this week. I really do. 6,500. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though, that he can get two, three times that value. It, that's that's really questionable for me. I haven't seen him do it in, in a long, long time. So I don't think he'll get to that 19, 20 points. I'm still going to take Tyson Williams. Wow. What a world. Tyson Williams over Saquon Barkley. That's that's impressive. That's impressive. You're sticking with your guns. Uh, but now you got a Bama boy coming up on board, so we'll, we'll see where your loyalty lies here. Tyson Williams or Najee Harris, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 6,600. You know, that pectoral muscle is very important to Najee Harris as well on Big Ben Roethlisberger because right. last week he ended up getting five targets. He capitalized on that for 43 yards. Uh, he had 19 DraftKings points last week, which means he's you know he, he can hit that value a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. It is against the Cincinnati Bengals. So I, I, here's, that, here's where my stopping point is, I think. 
because I do kind of like Najee. I don't have a lot of confidence in the world. Personally, I'd rather take Tyson and spend the money elsewhere, but I can mm-hmm. understand why people would want to take Najee Harris after a good week last week. But me personally, I'm still sticking with Tyson Williams. Wow. Wow. All right. So now, now you got me that you have to worry about because the, the last one's uh, Mr. JT, Jonathan <laughs> Taylor, 6,700, going up uh, against Tennessee. Uh, who you who you got, Tyson Williams or my guy JT, who could be without his quarterback this week? Yeah, he could. So they're going to have to lean heavily, heavily, heavily on that run. Of course, I don't know how well that's going to differ from the first two weeks where he had 15 attempts and 17 attempts. He did get six DraftKings points last week, Pierre. Six. Six DraftKings. Only 3.4 yards. He also leads the league in red zone attempts, so they can push it in from the red zone. That could change, but go ahead. I like them both, and it wouldn't surprise me if I ended up playing both of them in the same week, okay? So <laughs> in the same lineup. So, But I like Tyson Williams a lot this week, obviously, but I like Jonathan Taylor as well. Okay, well, I'm going to keep you on the spot. We're, we're at 5,800, so we're, we're going down. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and kind of finish out this, this running back. Who do you like? And I'll, I'll kind of go back and forth. So from James Robinson at 5,700 down, who else do you like currently? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no one I mean, under I, there. I, I like Chase Edmonds, of course, at 24. He's you know, going against 24th-ranked Jacksonville Jaguar defense. If if they end up deciding, hey, let's just run it. Let's give everybody kind of a week off and let's just run a lot. I can see how Chase Edmonds at 5,700 could really pay off, but I don't like James Robinson at all. Who do you like? <laughs> I like uh, going down. Uh, we kind of mentioned him earlier. Scary, but Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 4,800. Uh, going up against uh, the 29th rank. We just saw Tony Pollard and Zeke kind of both get there against the Chargers. Late fumble uh, last uh, Sunday night against the Ravens, so you got to hope he plays. He's not in the doghouse, but I expect a bounce-back game, uh, 55-point total there. So give me CEH. Uh, 4,800 just seems so cheap uh, for a player like him when you're looking at the fact he was just 6,700 a week ago. Yeah, and I agree with you. But, you know, 10 DraftKings points week one, three maybe four DraftKings points last week. So I could see why his point total dropped so much. Uh, CEH has always been that guy. And, you know, I've heard it said it a million times. That it just really <laughs> disappoints me and scares me. I wish I could pick one of the Denver Broncos running backs. I just don't know which one to pick. I don't know if it's going to be Williams. I'd probably rather pay up and get or pay down and, and get Williams than I would Melvin Gordon this week, who's probably a little bit higher. Than, well, I know he's higher than him, but I'd probably take uh, Williams at 4,900 if I was going to roll the dice on a Denver Bronco running back. Yeah, it's probably a backfield to avoid, but um, you're right. I think Javante's the, the younger guy and the guy you really expect to have the, the breakout next. Gordon kind of had his week, uh, week one when he broke that 70-yarder. So uh, definitely would probably lean uh, Javante myself. Uh, I think the one that's interesting that a lot of folks aren't aren't thinking about, and that's just because of the way the, the situation has kind of played out so far, and that's going to mm-hmm. be Mike Davis at 5,100. So everyone's currently on Cordero Patterson, uh, picking him up, putting in their fab on Cordero. And I don't think Mike Davis is done yet. I mean, he, he hasn't been great, uh, but he scored double digits uh, both weeks, 10 and 13. Uh, he's getting targets, you know, six and seven targets. Again, going up against the, the Giants. Uh, we saw what, what J.D. McKissick was able to do out of the backfield, uh, catching the ball against the Giants. Everyone's probably leaning towards Cordero. So I, w- I would personally like uh, Mike Davis this week 
5,100 going up against that Giants defense. Yeah, I, was, I had it as a question to ask you about Cordero Patterson, and I had a big circle with an X through it because I don't want anything to do with him. And it might be that whole X-Bear thing or whatever, but I agree with you. Everybody's going to be on Cordero Patterson this week, and he's still a pretty cheap price. Uh, I, I like what you said about Mike Davis. Yeah, yeah, I like Davis. And again, Cordero, he still be a part of it. He's he's only 4,600, uh, but he's, uh, I don't know, he, he's getting targets also, two and six. Yeah. He got in the end zone. That's the only difference. Like Mike Davis is getting more targets than him also. If those touchdowns start going Mike Davis's way, then Davis is the guy you want to have. Yeah, and and it seems like the way the Atlanta Falcons were doing it is when Patterson was in there, he was getting the ball. So I, mm-hmm. I could see him kind of being a distraction and then teams letting off the Mike Davis. Oh, uh, Mike Davis is in there. We're just, they're going to pass the ball. So I could see that. Leonard Fournette at 5K. I know it's against the Rams. But he seems to be only back in the backfield for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I don't know that he would be able to reach that 15 at all. So I, I'm going to stay away from him. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that Fournette seemed like the back to own in uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, and speaking of back to homes, I know Damian Harris has been pretty good. But you got to start looking at James White. Uh, we, we saw what he did with Brady. You got Mac Jones now instead of Cam Newton. He can actually throw the ball. Uh, we're talking about targets. You know, he's got seven and six targets. Uh, he's caught six and six you know, back-to-back weeks, uh, 12 and 18 points. He's down at uh, 4,900. So, again, they're at home against the Saints. Uh, We saw, you know, McCaffrey have a pretty good game. Obviously, it's Christian McCaffrey, not James White. But just keep that in mind. He's got a quarterback that can throw the ball, so he'll be utilized a lot more as a pass-catching back. So don't forget about James White there in New England. All right, Pierre, uh, we've had a lot of fun on the DFS Dreamer podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network, but it is time. Time to build us a lineup here, a winning lineup, and we always uh, do open it up for everybody. We have a little contest each and every week, a $5 contest where anybody could join, and uh, we have it up to about 15, 20 people at this point, maybe open it up for a little bit more at some some juncture, whenever we have the time and opportunity (laughs) to, but... Build me a winning lineup. This isn't in the DraftKings. Uh, this isn't our contest. This is just in our own regular playing. Yeah, so um, I like Daniel Jones. I I don't think I I, I have the fortitude to play Daniel Jones. So I'm going to go up. I think a lot of guys are going to be on Kyler Murray uh, coming off his big back-to-back weeks, 8,300. Uh, so I'm actually going to go $100 less and, and take uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, going up against the Chargers. Again, they're coming off a loss. I expect them to, to really play well there at home uh, against the Chargers. Uh, first divisional matchup. So give him a homes. Going to pair him up. I'm going to play a running back with him. So I'm going to play a layer. I'm going to save some salary there and get CEH in there at 4,800. Uh, so give me a layer there. And then I like to double stack, uh, get the best bang for my buck for correlation. I, I'm not sure on Tyreek. So I'm going with Mr. Consistent. Going to pay up at tight end. Give me Travis Kelsey at 8,200. I like to run it back um, on the other side since I do expect Kansas City to be out front. Um, it's really going to come down to their pass catchers. I know Eckler um, is a pass catcher, but I don't like playing running backs from the same game. So give me Keenan Allen at 6,600. If you need salary, feel free to go down uh, to Mike Williams. Uh, but give me Keenan Allen and run it back. Going to save some more salary. Go with a guy I think we both liked. Uh, at wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. That's going to be K.J. Osborne uh, there at 3,500, going up against Seattle, 55.5 point total there. Going to need to save a little bit. So for defense, I am going to pick on my team. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans at 2,400. 
uh, for the defense. If if Wentz can't play, I think they can really take advantage of Jacob Eason. And if Wentz does play, uh, who knows how he's going to hold up on those ankles. So give me the Titans at 2,400. Uh, looking at running back again, uh, go Mike Davis. I know we talked about Cordell Patterson and mm. kind of Xing him out. Uh, so 5,100 going up uh, against the Giants, 30 of Frank defense against the run, can catch the passes. Uh, give me Mike Davis there at 5,100. That leaves me 5,600. So I'm going to do something I don't usually do, uh, but we kind of talked about him being the wide receiver one on his team, even though he's not a wide receiver. Give me TJ Hawkinson uh, as well. I'll put him down in the flex at $5,200. So I have him and Kelsey in this lineup, oh, uh, 20 like plus it. upside from the tight ends. That leaves me 6K. Uh, we talked about Cooper Cup and how we don't think it's going to be his week. Uh, his counterpart is Robbie, uh, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, 5,700. Uh, we'll do that. We'll save ourselves about $300 in case we need to make any type of adjustments. So that's Patrick Mahomes, Mike Davis, uh, CEH, Keenan Allen, uh, KJ Osborne, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods, uh, Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Titans defense. Woo, there you go, Pierre at Peewee 31. If you have any start sick questions, if you have any kind of questions for your DraftKings lineups, Pierre is always available to help you. Thank you so much for joining me this week, buddy, at the Fantasy Impact Today Network on the DFS Dreamer Podcast. I am your host, Wes Easley, at Loafinit on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Make sure you subscribe to the show, like the show, leave a little review. But more importantly than all those other things, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.